0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Can you put the... Uh, excuse me. So, we are enjoying the journey with the church for 50 days. To enjoy the power of his direction, the power of his ascension coming in 10-12 days, and then to receive the Holy Spirit. But what I would like to share with you tonight... I heard, you, you heard the story many times, and even Fahim was talking about it in the, three weeks ago. But let me sh- share with you first few verses from the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 24. I know that you know the story, but you are here to discover something new by the grace of God in this story. So let us read from verse 13 and chapter 24. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emwas. About seven miles from Jerusalem, they were talking with each other about everything that had happened. They are talking about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them named Cleopas asked him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things he asked about of Jesus of Nazareth? They replied, he was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all people, The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is in the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning but did not find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels said he was alive they know the story and you know the story and all of us know the details of the story some of you by the grace of God was able to attend the whole Bashan week so we were living with the Lord hour by hour we have seen every single record about the Lord we have it in the church or in the church tradition but if you look to the first verse we read it today now that 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 same day two of them were going to a village called Emoaz, about seven miles from Jerusalem and we are asking ourselves if you know the story why are you leaving Jerusalem you know that the coming Messiah has to come in Jerusalem why are you leaving Jerusalem you are not a normal person those two people according to our tradition They were two of the 70 disciples of our Lord Jesus Christ. So they were with him from the beginning. So they were eyewitnesses to most of the stories. So, what is wrong? Why am I leaving the church? Why, despite I know the whole story, my decision is I'm giving back, giving my back to the Lord. I'm not going to be in Jerusalem anymore. Yes, you might have your own excuses. We'll see some of the excuses now. But you know the story. And today we are trying to find out a way to convert this story into a personal revelation. In verse 33, in the same chapter, they said, And immediately they went back into Jerusalem. And now where are we standing? Are we giving our backs to Jerusalem, leaving the church, leaving God, leaving the way of God? Despite who you know the story? Or immediately they went back into Jerusalem? It's a choice, and between the two choices, there's a lot of things. I would like to share a few of them with you today, and then we'll see where we can stand, where we can say, I am going back to Jerusalem. Yes, I know the story, and I watched everything as an eyewitness. But unfortunately, my decision was wrong. I'm leaving Jerusalem. Many reasons. One of them, do you know everything that had happened? This is both a question from the two disciples to the Lord. They were discussing everything about what had happened in Jerusalem. But unfortunately, it's still a mental knowledge. God is asking you and me, you know that I was born. You know that there was at least 300 direct prophecies about my coming. And about every single part of my life. And more than 3,000 prophecies about everything else in direct prophecies in the Old Testament. But you are still the same person. your decision is to leave Jerusalem. Or you are in Jerusalem, but your heart and your mind is not there. Your heart has left Jerusalem years ago. It said exactly what the Lord was telling us through the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts chapter seven and verse 39. it was telling us that the Israelites, physically, they were out of Egypt. They were in the land of wilderness. But the, the Holy Spirit was telling us, they returned back with their hearts to Egypt once more. So where are you standing this afternoon? Are you giving your back to Jerusalem? Despite you know the story. Some of us can argue hours, for hours with non-believers, with different denominations to prove that we are right. But where is your heart? Are you standing with the risen Lord in Jerusalem? Or you decided to leave the community of God because of whatever reason you have? You can easily say, everyone is afraid. Why I have to stay with those people who are fearing the Jews? He's telling us, I'm here to strengthen your faith. I'm here to give you the power to stand in front of whoever they are. So the first thing that can make me away, when I think that I know everything that had happened, but unfortunately it didn't move you at all towards Jerusalem, but it moved you away from the mouth. Why? Because your expectations were totally away, totally opposite to the reality. He came to die. He came to fulfill all the prophecies. And what he did when he was talking with them, he explained to them what they already know. So, is your knowledge now pushing you towards Jerusalem or pushing you away from Jerusalem? I need this illumination, That the Lord and the Holy Spirit is in in my mind to see that the same information that I have are now converted into a real revelation. Now I have decided to go back to Jerusalem. So the Lord is asking us this afternoon, you still have your own expectation. I am here because I would like to pass an exam. I'm here to, I have a need and I'm coming for him to give me my need. If he is not going to fulfill my need, then I will give him my back. I am going away from Jerusalem. He's is telling us there is a big difference between knowing the story that he is a savior who came to save the whole person, to the whole world, or he is the one who is going to satisfy my need only. Whenever I need him, I will tell him I will need it, and he has to give it to me. Otherwise, the relationship is not going to grow or mature anymore. The first thing is when I know what happened, but it's against my own expectation. Second thing is, remember that those people, the two of them, they were eyewitnesses. They were among the 70 disciples who were with the Lord during the three and a half nearly years of ministry. So they saw him raising Lazarus. They saw him feeding the thousands. They saw everything. But unfortunately, it's a time even to start doubting what you have seen with your own eyes. Are you on this position? Is your decision to leave Jerusalem because you are doubting what you have seen with your your own eyes? Unfortunately, it was true for them. We have seen it, but we are not sure because he died. The story is not yet revealed to you. The story is still a story, not a revelation in your life. So how many times we read the Bible and we said, we know the story but it doesn't move me any millimeter towards the Lord. Just, I know the story that you don't know it maybe. He's telling us, if you are an eyewitness, are you doubting what is certain to you, what you have seen by your own eyes? And then I'm saying, it might be, it was just an emotional reaction to something. No, it was not illusion. You have seen three dead people rising. One of them was for four days. Dead, and you have seen the feeding of 5,000 one time and the 4,000 one other time. So, what are you doubting today, despite you have seen it with your own eyes? I doubt the goodness of God because I am suffering. Is there any relationship between your suffering and His goodness? He is good, despite we are suffering. He was the most gracious and good God, and His Son Jesus Christ suffered to death, death of the cross. So what are you discussing with yourself <clears throat> this afternoon? Do you see him, he is, has forsaken you, and now you were an eyewitness. Many people have seen Virgin Mary and her apparition in Cairo in 1968. Just we know that she is a great saint. Are you going to move towards Jerusalem? Are you going to repent? Are you going to have to receive a power for your change? Or you know that she is a lady? And even non-Christians said, it's for us all. It's for Christians and non-Christians. Are you going to move? Are you going to go back to Jerusalem? Or still, yes, it's a nice story. Virgin Mary did thousands of miracles. But, and I have seen them by my own eyes. And maybe you are the one who has been healed or touched through a miracle. But still, my decision is, I am going to leave Jerusalem. In many occasions, we are living just to hear... Miracles. To hear about saints doing great things. What are you waiting? I'm waiting my own miracle. Your own miracle is your conversion. Is to go back to Jerusalem. Unfortunately, many of us know many stories. But the decision is, I'm leaving Jerusalem once more. Why? Because I started to doubt even what I have seen with my own eyes. One more thing in the story. Are you mocking the truth? We were wondering with him, are you not from the city? Did you not know what happened in the city? Sometimes you are talking as such with each other. I know, do you know what I know? Tell me about your knowledge. Does your knowledge brought you back to Jerusalem? If not, it is just a knowledge. And maybe it's a wrong knowledge or not converted into a revelation yet. So during the 50 days, The church is telling us, it's a time of revelation. It's not only about knowing the story, it's about receiving a personal revelation. St. Paul says in Galatians chapter 1 and verse 15 and 16, he revealed his son in me. I know the story, but now he converted the story into a revelation for every one of us. And the problem is when I say, i know do you know don't you know what i have seen He's telling us if you are ridic- uh, mocking at the truth if you are not believing in the truth the truth is going to set you free The lord said in john chapter 8 you will know the truth and the truth shall set you free when when we abide in the power of the word of god so the question is still now do you know the truth yes i heard many stories and i heard Thousands of sermons. Are you still into captivity? Are you still away from Jerusalem? Then there's something wrong. There's something missing. I need your revelation in these 50 days. The story of the two disciples of Amoz, they received the revelation upon breaking the bread. I'm sure most of you, if not all of you, received communion today. What sort of revelation did you receive today when you have the communion? What sort of revelation you received today when you heard the readings? It's a time of revelation. One of the contemporary theologians who is very concerned with the liturgical theology says that every liturgy, it's a time of receiving personal revelations. Whether from the text that we know very well, the text of the liturgy, or from the readings, or in a personal way during the time of communion. The Bible didn't tell us what happened exactly, but it said we knew him once he broke the bread. Are you willing to attend the feast of St. Mark after tomorrow or any liturgy? And every time you come to the Lord, I am here to receive a revelation. I know the story, but I am here to receive a revelation from you. One more thing. Do you belittle the Son of God to be just a mighty prophet who failed you? They knew that he was a mighty prophet, and before God and before men as well, but he befell them. That's why my decision is I am leaving Jerusalem. Who Jesus Christ is to you personally? Is he a savior? Is he the one who is going to fulfill all your needs? If you have a job, he is going to get you a job. If you have a problem, he is going to solve out your problem. What, who he is exactly? Those people were believing he is going to redeem Israel. How? According to my own expectation. How? He will lift up Israel among all other nations. And if not, I'm going to leave Jerusalem. Please ask the Holy Spirit this afternoon, why my decision is always I'm giving back my back to Jerusalem. Yes, I am in the church, but my heart giving back to Jerusalem. My heart is giving back and totally far from the presence of God. Why am I not receiving a revelation? Because unfortunately, they had the false knowledge, which hinders them from seeing him. So if I'm coming before him, and I know the story, but the story became a hindrance to me. Why? Because he was just a mighty prophet, a man of God, who did many miracles. And we were thinking he might be the Redeemer of Israel. Who is your Redeemer? Who is Jesus Christ in your own personal life? This is what the Lord is trying to It's a time of revelation. You have sang these songs many times. Christ is risen. By his death, he trembled upon this. But still I am trembled before this. What is wrong? Do we believe in what we are singing? Do we believe in what we are saying every day, many years of our life? Or just it's a song. We used to sing this song in this time of the year. It's telling us false knowledge hinders us from seeing him as the Lord and the King. One more thing. If you go to the same chapter, sorry, same gospel of St. Luke, and chapter 10, and we read verse 1 and 17. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others, also and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Then they went, did many miracles. And here is the report. Then the 70 returned with joy saying, "'Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name.'" Among them was St. Luke and Caliabas. He saw the power of the name, and he used the power of the name to do miracles and healings and to cast out demons but now I'm leaving Jerusalem. Have you experienced his power in your life? And now you are doubting even what has been done in you and through you and your decision, I'm leaving Jerusalem. And now I was part of the story. I'm just, I was not just knowing the story. I was part of the story. I came joyfully to the Lord. Even demons are subject to us in your name. What are you doubting? this evening, that you are not enjoying the fullness of the power of his resurrection. Still, it's not a revelation. Why? Because even my personal experience became in such doubt. I'm questioning myself, was it real? And then you are going more worse or more back. Is it really there is something called demons and I was able to cast them on the name of Jesus? Unfortunately, many are doubting this now. But the reality is that truthfulness and the faithfulness of the word of God is beyond imagination, is above everything. That's why they were miracle makers, but unfortunately, they doubted even themselves. Was it real? What sort of name we never heard of in the whole Old Testament about any prophet, any great man of God who was able to cast out demons. But now, the kingdom of God, even the Lord said, if you see me casting out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. We are living in this kingdom. Because the one who is in you, greater than the one who is in the world. So when I started to doubt myself, it means I know the story. I have the experience, but my decision is go out from Jerusalem. The Lord revealed to me that what I have received what I have experienced was real, was personal, and it's time to go back. And immediately they went back to Jerusalem. One more similar story in the book of Acts, chapter 9. We know how the Lord met St. Paul at the gates of Damascus. It was a great encounter, and here what happened from verse 20. So he went to Aeneas, the scales went out from his eyes, and now he is starting to do something absolutely opposite to all what he has done in his life. At once, he he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. Why are you here? I'm here to persecute those who are saying Jesus is the Son of God. What happened? Did anyone add information to you? No. You know the story? Yes. And because I know the story, I'm persecuting the church. But now the story became something totally different. It became a revelation for me. So, that Jesus is the Son of God, all those who heard him were astonished and asked, isn't he that the man who raised havoc in Jerusalem among those who called on his, this name? If you are persecuting those who are calling this name, how come you have this conversion? It became a revelation. They didn't add anything to him. But once he has encountered something with the Lord, the knowledge became a revelation. And it became a power to go in the right direction. It was, all my life, I was in the wrong direction. And hasn't he come here to take them as prisoners to the chief priests? Yet Saul grew more and more powerful and baffled the Jews living in Damascus by providing that Jesus is the Messiah. I came here to persecute those who are saying Jesus is the Messiah. What happened? It's the encounter with the Holy Trinity. He met the Lord, he got baptized, and the power of the resurrection converted the story from a story to, to persecute Christ and his followers to be a story of preaching Christ is the Messiah. Jesus is the Messiah. And he's telling you and me this afternoon as well. With the story that you know, what are you doing? Are you still persecuting maybe your brother, maybe your wife or husband or someone around you. But I know the story. Don't you? Yes, we know the story. But this story is liberating; It's freeing us from any bondage. Freeing us from any servitude in this world. And St. Paul was telling us, it's time to receive your revelation. Yes, we had the liturgy nearly every day or most of the days during the year. And we have the Bible. The revelation is in your hand. At home, in the church. You have the Holy Spirit indwelling in you. So I Saint Paul, named the Holy Spirit as such by the Holy Spirit itself. They how? That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Do you miss it? You have that, I can't say the tool. You have the author of this revelation, the Holy Spirit himself. Is in you, and He wants to reveal it because He is the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. He's telling you, you miss nothing. You are in the time of grace, and grace above grace, that you can convert all the stories in the Bible, all the stories that you have known from the Word of God, into a personal revelation and hear what St. Paul experienced by himself. To tell us, it was mine, but it's time to claim your rights in it. He's saying in Galatians chapter one, but when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace, while you were a persecutor, while you hate Christians, while you were killing Christians, it doesn't matter where you stand this afternoon. He's calling you as you are, but he will never leave you as you are. To reveal his son in me, once every one of us this evening, afternoon going home, he revealed his son to me. He revealed the mystery of the story to be my story. Saint Paul is telling us in Galatians chapter two, verse twenty, who loved me and died for me, to say it, it became my story. It's not only that the church story; it's my story that I might preach him among the Gentiles. I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood. I went immediately. So again, put the story in its context in your life. Are you raising with him? Are you waiting your ascension? Saint Paul told us in Ephesians chapter two and verse six, who raised us with him and seated us with him in the heaven realms in Christ Jesus. It's a reality. You know the verse? Maybe you can recite the verse easily. You know the reference of the verse, but still, I'm not raised with him. Still, I'm not ascended or seated at the right hand with him. It's It's time to stretch out your hand and to take your own portion from the gift. He is the giver and he is giving everyone nothing less, his life, that the life of Christ may be manifested in your mortal bodies. That's why in verse 33, same chapter, the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 24. So they rose up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, the Lord is risen indeed. Can you go home today and to tell everyone around you, the Lord is risen indeed. It's a personal revelation. It's not because I know the story or I went to the church at one point. The Lord is telling me, the Lord is risen Indeed, I have, he revealed his son in me. And he has appeared to Simon, and they told about the things that had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. It makes every liturgy different for you and for me that I can receive a new revelation, new power of his resurrection in my life. Let me conclude with you with the words of St. Ephraim the Assyrian. He was seeing our great need and the fullness of its fulfillment. O oh Lord, we cannot go to the pool of Siloam to which you sent the blind man. We need to be sent to receive a power of illumination. But we have the chalice of your precious blood filled with life and light. And it's time to enjoy the life and light which is kept for you to convert every single story into a personal revelation. May the glory of Lord Jesus Christ be with you from now and forever and ever amen